you're about to listen to episode 8 of the Kind New to Break and the Garbage Witch Explore the World and Share It With You, in which we discuss spider grandpas, and really grandpas of all kinds. And at some point, we get a discount because someone thinks I'm from Minnesota, and I'm not sad about it. With your hosts, the Kind New to Break and the Garbage Witch. July sometime, 2018. Welcome to the July 8th post found stories edition of the Kind Nudibranch and the Garbage Witch Explore the World and share it with you. Tonight we have decided to go someplace. Uh, this can be disconcerting for some people and our podcast listeners, but there are one, two, three other people here who are incredible and we couldn't get them to a grocery store (laughs) so we are now currently sitting in Bobby Rusa Bobby Rusa in Seattle and the garbage witch and I are leaving Seattle on July 13th and I am sitting here across the table from a wonderful person whom I love incredibly and I would tell you his name but I can't because of our weird pseudonym thing so what is your name Spider Grandpa. Spider Grandpa? And Spider Grandpa in front of him has a beautiful tablet full of scary grandfathers where their skeletons are showing. And I will let you know how you can later subscribe to getting a scary grandfather. Yeah, because I recognize that name from the Grandpa Pantheon. Yes. So maybe you can tell us about that. Well, so, so Spider Grandpa. Although we have one other person who's not been introduced. Two people. Two people. Two? Yeah, these two. I thought... Never mind. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wonderful. Pickled vegetables. We just got pickled vegetables to the table. We have two more people to introduce, and then we're going to talk about the grandfather pantheon. Garbage Witch got ahead of us, I think because you thought that our kind friend who was saying the name of the restaurant, Bobby yeah. Rusa, was also called Bobby Rusa, but that is not her pseudonym, although that is sometimes how we choose pseudonyms. What I feel is like your it is pseudonym? now. Uh, Georgia Sparks. Georgia Sparks. Ooh. We have Spider Ooh. Grandpa, Georgia Sparks, and Klondike Bar. Klondike Bar. Are we gonna get in trouble? With uh, can, can we? Good. Those Klondike people, bar people, have had it too easy for too long. I say bring on your legal bullshit. <laughs> We don't want to like get in trouble with the Klondike bar people. Oh, oh, okay. I, I did. No, we need no. to take down. Oh, okay. We okay, Klondike bar. Big okay. Big, big, no, totally. Is that a can- candy bar? It's, it's an ice, it's an ice, ice bar. cream bar. Oh, it's an ice cream. Klondike, yeah, like oh, what, gold. What's the, what's the patty? Is that a Klondike? No, that's peppermint uh, patty, I think. No, but yeah, the Klondike bar. Those people want to know what we would do for them, what we would do for a Klondike bar. Garbage Witch is very anarchist tonight. (laughs) (laughs) They usually are. Let's say what we would do to Klondike bar. Not you, but the the Klondike bar. The Klondike bar, okay. So I think they're, but they're delicious snack treat from the freezer, are they not? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're very, they're American though, yeah? I would assume, yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> Garbage Witch is soon to be Canadian, hopefully. <laughs> Practicing? <laughs> that's not how we are. Well, that's going to change. You're going to bring a new flavor. Right. So on the table right now we have Canada. olives and uh, more olives. go with your hush puppies. Ooh. Just be careful. I know you're They're very hot. Yes, They're super be hot. Okay. Fresh out of a fry. I just burnt my tongue on dumplings two days ago, so I'm, I'm healing. So I'm not going to eat these. Uh, can I, 
Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and maybe you guys can help me, I feel like hush puppies are pretty American, right? I didn't know like, what they were. Nice I thought they were shoes. Are they not shoes? I think they're those. No, those are, are shoes. that's a brand yeah. of shoes. Okay, so, but what is a hush puppy then? It's just a deep fried, delicious bit of thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. With cornmeal. Okay. Cornmeal thing. With cornmeal. Yeah, it, yeah I'm very it's excited. It's a southern Yeah, thing. and this yeah. is smoked cod. Yeah. Someone told me in Garbage Witch to go to Austin on the way back to Canada, and I was like, I'm pretty sure my geography is not that bad. <laughs> like, I don't think that Texas is on the way to Canada. Am I right? That's very right. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Did they think you were somewhere else? <laughs> no, they were right next to me in Seattle when they said it. You should go to Austin on the way is to Canada. Is there a Canadian Austin we don't no, know No, there about? is not. No, no, no. I think it's just that they're like, you have six days. Well, Whoa. They were going by, like, the classical model. one of these? Mm-hmm. They're going by the classical model of how space works. And if you fold space-time, I've learned this from studying the Grandpa Pantheon, you can traverse any distance instantly. Is that correct? This is a good segue back to the Grandpa Pantheon. So, well, Spider-Grandpa. I mean, as long as there's a door to walk through, they're <laughs> going to go somewhere else. Uh, so, Spider-Grandpa is probably the first... Pork crackles. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Thank you. I find Grandpa because they are the things that made the things that made us. Like they're the old gods. <laughs> so, Spider Grandpa is a grandpa full of spiders, and so so that right. He is he's you know so old that his his, his heart is is withered away, right? He's, he's had a vacancy, so he's now full of spiders. And he's always in the next room, waiting. You know, and he's there mumbling his secrets that nobody has has heard because nobody has gotten close enough to hear the, the knowledge, the ancient knowledge that he's whispering. But you should find comfort. For you. Green apple over the top and a little mustard cream underneath. We're so fancy tonight. You should find comfort in the fact that he is there in that next room. Because one day, my dear garbage witch, (laughs) one day he will not be in that next room. And that will mean that he is in the room you're in. And sometimes, sometimes he does visit you. Because, you know, sometimes you wake up knowing things you shouldn't know. <laughs> and then you check under your pillow or in your pajama pocket and there's a butterscotch or a toffee right? <laughs> that's so ancient that the sugar just disintegrates as you try to unwrap it. And, you know, Spider Grandpa has been there. Because like the old gods that were both monster and creator, so are the grandpas. <laughs> I've been in the next room with Spider Grandpa because yeah. I've gone to the Weird and Awesome where Spider Grandpa was a shadow behind a curtain. Yeah. It was terrifying. And that was and beautiful. Because I put out a call because I knew I wanted to do the Spider Grandpa thing. Yes. He was like, hey, I'm looking for anybody with clown experience mm-hmm. or any movement set. And what was exciting, much like the fact that Spider Grandpa is always in the next room, 
I put out a call for a clown thinking maybe, hopefully one or two people will hit me up. And the two usual suspects did. But then, I kept on getting messages. And it turns out I know dozens of clowns. Mm -hmm. And those are the only ones that the only the ones that choose to chose to out themselves. Okay, right. This city is full of clowns. Totally they beautiful, wonderful, weird, among awesome. Monks. It's just clowns without makeup. Or are they wearing makeup mm -hmm. to not look like clowns? Mm -hmm. And I think what's real important if we're gonna survive in this city is to, to recognize and celebrate mm -hmm. that there are hidden things behind the walls. Yeah. Because you know what's behind the walls? Besides Other walls. rooms. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And doors. That's just an idea. Mm -hmm. Anything can be a door. <laughs> if you try hard enough. Sweet Klondike bar. <laughs> I was just saying, if you listen to this podcast and you're in Seattle, you can find the Spider Grandpa's alternate person at a show called Weird and Awesome at the Annex on Sundays. First Sunday of the month. Yeah, first Sunday of the month. But also, every Monday, if you were brave enough to descend into the basement of the rendezvous, which is also full of ghosts. And grandpas. And grandpas. Every single Monday, there's a show that starts at 7-ish, and it is my favorite show in Seattle. I love Weird and Awesome, but it only happens once a month. And every Monday, I feel like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then I go down to the Magic Hat, and I feel like uplifted or downlifted or side lifted to a place that I needed to be that I didn't know that I needed to be and I'm very grateful to you for building those spaces and they have been running for a long time Weird and Awesome has been around for 8 years and the Magic Hat is at over almost 200 almost shows almost 200 shows yeah which is just incredible in this city where spaces are disappearing that we can maintain them so I'm very excited so Klondike Bar also started a show yeah Oh, yeah. Up on Beacon Hill, which is primarily composed of <laughs> ice cream, mainly ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> but no, it's it's it's, it's at uh, Tip and Drag, yeah. and it's this tiny little bar. And I when I've been there, the owner's daughter Bingo has been there every single time, and she is amazing. Bingo's a sweetheart, and so wonderful yeah. and and welcoming, and gives each of us a drink, even if it's not an alcoholic drink, because I don't drink alcohol. She just gives it to you, um, and a space. And you primarily have people who are disabled and people of color and women. Uh, last night you had a lot of white dudes. Yeah, I, I didn't invite them. <laughs> <laughs> they were. <laughs> but there's always the way with them. Though. There's, a, there's an open mic though, and I thought that was a really cool thing that you did, like to bring people together to be like, this is what, who it's for. And then those guys sat and they listened too to the other sets, and only one person hated Canadians. That's yeah. true, and it was actually a person of color. Which, okay, well, you know, <laughs> he was. Like, but to be fair, he was half Canadian. Okay, yeah, that's true. So he. And so, he's, so it starts right. at home. Yes, and he and he said that he was like, I hate Canadians, and and I was just like, auto. I felt attacked already because I was a feature on the show and I hadn't gone up yet, and he didn't know I was in the room, and my heart started to race, and I was just like, and they started talking about his family, and he had family in Canada, and to be fair, he hated his family. And none of that was a joke. It was just like pure vitriol. And I was like, how do I do this? And I went and talked to my friend, Howie Echohawk, and I said, is it wrong to threaten to arm wrestle a guy who just said, I hate Canadians? And Howie was like, do it. <laughs> and then I was like, do I start at the beginning? Do I 
do I start at the beginning? I was like, no, I need him to like me before we, before we do it. So I said, you know, I'm Canadian, and we're not generally mean, but I went outside and keyed this guy's car, so I'm being recalled to Canada this Friday for re- uh, training to how to be a Canadian. I didn't key his car, obviously, but he laughed because he was into mean humor, and that was his love language. And then I pretty much did a set kind of directed to him and talked about death, and then my closer was to say, hey, I would like to challenge you to an arm wrestle. And he said yes. Yeah. Is that so good, the pickles? This thing. This oh, thing, can I try it? I think it is. That's the most, I think it's, um... Daikon, maybe? Yeah, that's the radish. Radish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all good though. I like the guys the pink are, yeah. one a lot. Yeah. And at your show, you let me, you arbitrated a, a an arm wrestle, and I beat him. And later D- I asked him, fairly, I did dominate. Yeah. And then we hugged, and yeah. I said, he said you were right about that joke. That was not a good joke. And I was like, you need to have at least two stereotypical examples of Canadian things that you hate, and then something very specific about your family member that no other Canadian does. Yeah. And he was like, thank you. And I helped him write a joke about hating Canadians that was better. And we hugged. And it was so nice. And he was so thoughtful after. And I feel like your space engenders that. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, initially, I was going to make uh, like a Canadian uh, dating website. But you know how J-Date is for Jews. <laughs> yeah. There was going to be... Date for Canadian. Mm-hmm. And being part Jewish or all thing. Jewish? Half Jewish, yeah. Half Jewish or all Jewish? Yeah. Have you ever been on J Date? No, no. I'm not, I'm not a, like. You you're know. culturally Jewish, yeah. but not. Yeah. yeah. Your I'm mom like, is not going to force you. No, it was, it was, I mean, it's my dad's. Oh, which, ah. It travels, as you know. Through the maternal like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not so really, people will be shitty about it. or. Well, I mean, or, or whatever, or how they want or, to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, work with that. Like, and people who are reform, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even conservative, wouldn't care. But uh, people who are orthodox would. Right. Mm-hmm. My my wife is Jewish, huh. and that's really kind of what we celebrate in our house. Um, you know, Hanukkah, Rosh Hashanah, all. I love it. It's so great. It's yeah. So so, I love the food base. I love the fact that. A lot of the way you celebrate and pray is to have a meal. Food, to, yes. To sing, mm-hmm. you sing songs mm-hmm. and you say these things that have been said for thousands of years, and you know yeah. that there's millions of people doing it. Right. And it's 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 pure connection. I think it's 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 lay religion. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Me and yeah. mm-hmm. my grandpa was a homeless psychopath. <laughs> this is related. And they would tell a lot of weird stories and obvious lies. They're like drug addict would sometimes sleep on the couch. And there was one occasion where they they spent a month under a blanket and all they would ever say is my name is Bill. And then later they called child protective services. And told them that we had like a known predator named Bill living in the house. So that grandpa told us that um, his mother confessed to having like spawned him by like what was it a Jewish man named Michael Muckle 
And so Michael Muckle. Yeah. That's a great name. And that's patrilineal though. Doesn't count. But then <laughs> my grandma and mainly like, my wait, aunt. I'm sorry. Can I just <laughs> If I ever write a television pilot, <laughs> all of my characters will be named Michael Muckle. <laughs> I just, that's a fucking Michael awesome name. That, I just can't get over how good that name is. Right, but your grandmother turned out to be Jewish anyway. I think. Okay, they, they did some kind <laughs> of genealogical investigation. I don't understand any of it. It's just like old papers. Um, but there's two, so then there's a matrilineal connection as well. But like, my experience of being told that I'm Jewish somehow yeah. is like like a Harry Potter kind of thing where it's being imposed on me <laughs> by family and I don't like not imposed but it's like it's your secret history mm-hmm. yeah like a wizard exactly yeah <laughs> totally and then you hopefully get to go we went to a Seder this year because oh, well. my friend uh had it was wonderful and it was like children running around yeah, and like yeah. queer folks and like singing and my littlest child went home singing I am a gem <laughs> <laughs> because I am Hashem is like one of the songs oh, yeah. and memori- uh, like was reading it in the back of the car singing I am a gem I am a gem and then yeah. ring- singing all of the verses and I was like my child's name is like a really ancient Hebrew one yeah. and I was like maybe my child will convert to Judaism in some day because of the singing in the community yeah mm-hmm. and that's definitely like the seeds of a story already mm-hmm. like for the first as many years of my life I thought the song went I'm a gem yes and then I learned it was wrong and then yeah. Something else happened. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. My favorite example of that, I have three much younger brothers, and my middle brother is really into hip-hop music, and he'll, like, sing it under his breath all the time. And I was in the car with him, and I was listening to the song Like a G6, and he's <laughs> sitting in the back seat going, Like a cheese stick, like a cheese stick. <laughs> and now whenever I hear that song, that's all I can hear. <laughs> Nice. I'm like, that would be a better song, though. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese sticks are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was nobody rapped about that before. I know. The cheese stick? No, yeah. there's no way no one has rapped about it. What about the, the rapper from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Ooh. Probably. MC Chris? MC Chris. He's probably done a cheese stick rap. He did candy. Mm-hmm. I memorized that song because <laughs> it was a Jessica Tandy reference. And I love old people, yeah. which is why I love grandpas, even though they're scary, because I just feel like they have the most stories. I had a lot of grandpas growing up. Mm. Yeah. I had, well, my my grandparents. My dad's dad's father was this just mountain of a man. I remember him being so huge. He died when I was like six or eight, but. He was, you know, of Norwegian descent, and he would grew up in Chicago, and he rode the rails during the Depression, and he would stop, he'd hop off, and he'd go to whatever diner or cafe or center of town, and he'd be like, I will will fight anybody for a nickel and a sandwich. And most times he would eat, like that's the story, you know, and he did all sorts of, you know, he worked all sorts of, he was part of an illegal 
sort of under-the-table poaching operation because there were too many deer in Yellowstone because the national parks were shut down during the depression. Nobody was allowed to hunt, but the rangers were like, hey, please come kill these deer because they worked at a ranch. They're like, I'll tell you what, you give us a cow, we'll let you get all the deer meat you want. And so he gave those, he, he brought all these deer skulls home because he wanted to give to his sons when he had them, right? those skulls are going in and so he he's of course the original grandpa <laughs> and then he left the planet and and I never knew my grandma my father's mother um, and so the grandma I knew uh, I think grandma Edna was his second wife you know because it's old Mormons you know just hanging out with they get they a lot of times they'll remarry although they're sealed to the temple to their original spouse and so we go and I knew Grandma Edna was great and then when my grandpa died she then married Grandpa Jack who was awesome and he had a glass eye and he'd take it out and do magic tricks with it <laughs> including sometimes he'd spin it on the table Mm. And whoever it ended up staring at would get a dollar. <laughs> and, and, that. and then Grandma Edna passed away. And then we got Grandma Sally because we just kept on. It's like Theseus's grandpa, grandma, like grandparents, like the the ship where like every oh, part yeah. is replaced <laughs> until there's like no original parts left, but they're still yeah. the same thing. Like how Law Order SVU only has one original cast member. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. Detective Olivia Benson, you know, Mariska Hardikay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, uh, but, but, you know. Ice-T's not on the show? Ice-T, yeah, but he was second season. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not an original. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Finn Tutuola came in, uh. Yeah. The, he's, he's in the last episode of the first season. So how many grandparents did you have by the time the... Well, so that's on my father's side. <laughs> <laughs> now, then then I had my, my grandma, Virginia, who was the most terrifying. She was at the end of this decrepit southern line. And she, I remember I had this grandma smell that, you know, as young Mormon kids we'd go to D.C. and visit her. And that was cigarettes and whiskey is what I associated with grandparents. Cause mm -hmm. that's, she would just sit in her chair and yeah. she'd drink what I thought was or, or apple juice that had went sour. And, and she would say stuff in her southern accent like, Amit, you're gonna be so so cute when you grow up. So handsome. That you're gonna have to beat off the girls with a wet sack, and <laughs> so I just think about what is a wet sack. Uh, but she was married uh, to to uh, the military attaché uh, for the ambassador from the United States to South Africa. Have your steak here. Thank, Thank you. you. Charred eggplant puree, grilled pluot, and then the uh, escarole. This looks so amazing. It's tasty. <laughs> But so during apartheid, my mom spent a lot of her youth in South Africa on a camp compound, diplomatic, um, but and went to like a weird private school that messed her up. But she was married to this guy, uh, Grandpa Wilfred, and then they got divorced, but he was real kind of scary. He was a scary, 
military guy uh, who left the planet of his own choosing in full military regalia and used his service revolver and left an envelope that just said apologies. Whoa. And his, his current wife, uh, my grandma Wilma, who I only met once, who was a real sort of sharp British lady, uh, step grandma if you're into labels, uh, she she threw it in the fireplace. So like we don't Nobody know. Nobody actually. It could have been a confession. Apologies? Yeah, and oh, who knows? No. I mean, it could have been federal. Who knows what he did? Wow. Um, but so then there was that, and then there was my grandpa Earl, uh, who was wonderful until he disowned me. But uh, and he was an FBI. Analyst. He was one of the guys that helped build the National Fingerprint did you Database. Did he disowned you? He did. He he got drunk and mean in his elder days. And, oh. But he he married my my grandma Virginia and and he he's the one who he taught us drinking songs and he he was Scottish and so they were the guys that would dress in orange and try to jump through the the drum and the St. Patrick's parade and. And sometimes he'd tell the stories that he was the guy that did it, sometimes he wouldn't. He wasn't an FBI agent because when he graduated from the academy, uh, they were fooling around with guns. And he one day noticed that his, uh, that he noticed celebrating that his, his uh, blue tie had turned purple because he'd been accidentally shot in the chest and was bleeding. And so then he survived. But he was just this funny, weird mustache man. Who would, uh, and he married after my grandma Virginia died. He married this lady down the street, Marlene, who was always very nice, who I we would call the good witch because Whoa. she would give out candy and it was still kind of weird and, and different. She didn't always go to church, but I was like, I wish that lady was my grandpa. So I started my grandma, and then my grandpa married her, and she was my grandma oh, until so she she left the planet. But she loved Christmas so much that their whole basement was full of, was always had a Christmas tree. Mm, that's awesome. And when I would visit, and so I've had a lot of grand grand some good, some 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 bad, you know. But all like different. And my dad had me when he was forty, right? So I also I kind of had a grandpa there. And so then the grandpas, so I also, had, I had great grandpas. Uh-huh. So, you know, I had, I was able to look into the, another century. And uh, Earl, Grandpa Earl, he, his father was an accountant for one of the Japanese internment camps. And Earl grew up on the internment camp and played with, with uh, the internment Jap- Yeah, Japanese kids. American, you know, Japanese American, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why he he got into social justice, well, or he got into law enforcement because he wanted people in power to be progressive. Wow. So there we go. That's a lot of stories about my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. The most important grandpa, Klondike Bar. Spider grandpa. Splatter grandpa. Spider grandpa. Oh, splatter grandpa. I was like, that's even more horrifying yeah. somehow than spider grandpa. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, sometimes people will ask because they find out I'm Mormon. They'll ask how many wives I have. Oh, yeah. Which is just the one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm lucky at that. Mm-hmm. But she's an incredible human being. But uh, they never ask how many grandparents. Totally. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like I didn't know my original grandfathers because my I can't tell this story on the podcast, but I will tell you it after. But my grandmother left my grandfather for a very interesting reason. And then she, as far as I know, did not really date. And the story that I know about her, like my great step-grandfather, the the story that my grandmother told me before she died was about she used to have pigeons. And uh, when she had three kids, she would go out at night with the kids and she would let the pigeons out. And one night her her stepdad, who had been my step-great-grandfather, came out and saw that she was letting the pigeons out for the night and he was drunk and he like grabbed the two by four that closed the pigeon cage and he hit her with it for no discernible reason except for that he didn't want the pigeons let out. And my grandmother took it from him and hit him across the head with it and laid him out on the ground and left him for dead. He didn't die. Um, But I was like, whoa, when your grandparents get older and they care less, they will tell you the stories that no mm-hmm. one no. has yeah, ever yeah. heard because you listen to them and I love listening to them. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was amazing and um, so she never remarried so I had her. And I also had my nanny who was my great grandmother who like tried to teach me to knit and sew and stuff and I was not into it but she taught my brother to do that and he like he has sort of like has this like interesting superpower of being like super tough but also being able to like sew his own pants back up and crochet a doily. And it, I thought it was really cool. And my dad's dad died, I think, on his 54th birthday. Um, or no, 54th year at Christmas, the eve of Christmas. My dad's dad died when he was in his 20s. And my grandmother, who also smelled like whiskey and cigarettes, and we gambled with like at the table, my mamere, she decided to marry the town drunk. My père was the only grandfather I knew, but I never knew him as the town drunk because the day that I was born, June 12th, the night before he got super wasted, apparently, got alcohol poisoning, woke up to find that I had been born and I was the first daughter, like first girl in like multiple generations. Like my grandmother couldn't have girls, she had four boys. And he stopped drinking that day, the day I was born. So I only ever knew this lovely grandfather, my père, who like called me Peanut and like was sweet and gave us candies yeah. and I like and they got married again so I got to be there for their wedding my my grandfather Henry and then he died when I was like 18 and uh, he starved himself to death because he had prostate cancer and he was kind of mean at the end I guess but I wasn't there for that so I only knew him to be like an incredible person yeah yeah and my grandmother, my mayor, she died when I was also 18, like very young, and lived across the street from her at university. And she had uh, early onset Alzheimer's. And so I would go across the street, and the only way that I knew that she knew me is that I used to wear my hair over my eyes, and she hated that when I was a kid, and she would brush it out of my le- like eye and be like, Mabel. And she'd be like, why do you do that? Why do you hide your beautiful face? And then, yeah, so those were the grandparents that I knew. My mayor, my pair my Granzy, which I didn't realize was short for Grand Zed because her last name started with Zed because I didn't use right, so Grand Z, like American Z I didn't know that she was, that was her name and my nanny, and that's it I just those people, so a smaller short list of grandparents but all like, important people I almost never spoke to 
my grandpa, the one who, the psychopath, Bill. Bill. And he like, I think though he felt some kind of me, he, he self-identified as homeless. He was proud to use that word. And he would call me homeless, like saying that I somehow was an adherent of his kind of mindset, that we followed the same path somehow. And we never really spoke though, on maybe two occasions that we'd speak directly. And I think I was maybe 13 or 14. And um, I smoked at that time, smoked cigarettes. And he asked me to come out and smoke with him in the backyard. And he's like, I want to talk to you about something. And he, it was a hot day, it was Las Vegas. And we were in this like Vegas backyard where it's just dead brush and not sand, but like dirty sand, little pebbles strewn around. And he looked at me and he said, everything in this world runs on electricity. <laughs> Our machines, our bodies, whoever figures out how to control electricity, controls the world. Wow. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll, work, I'll work on that. I walked back inside. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah, he was actually not insane, but like a time traveler. Yeah, genius. He, he knew what was coming. <laughs> totally. Yeah, uh, I didn't know any of my grandfathers. Oh no? Yeah, um, both of my dad's parents died, like, before I was born or like when I was one. So I didn't know, um, them. And then my mom's mom, I knew, um, but my mom's dad was kind of dead, but he wasn't really in the picture, um, so I never knew him. I knew he's dead now. Um,
anything with strings he played. And that was my Norwegian side of the family. So my grandma was always running around baking. She wasn't a very good cook, but she was a really good baker. I remember like all of her food that was dinner was not very good. <laughs> like, yeah, some people are bakers or they're cooks. Yeah, like she made really good cookies and she made this thing called funny cake, which now I realize is just like vegan. But at the time they called it funny. Like <laughs> Because she didn't use dairy in it. <laughs> um, Did you ever try to just like miss dinner, just get there right in time for dessert, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she, the only dairy she kept in her house was half and half, so if you wanted like sugar cereal in the morning, you had to eat it with half and half. Oh, which is that's so good, but also disgusting. like, oh, I love half and half. <laughs> it's I very thought, thick, I remember just always thinking it was really gross, but she made really good uh, lefse other fun, like, Norwegian things. What's Lefse? It's like, wait, am I thinking of the right thing? There's two Norwegian I don't mean dishes. to test you on the Norwegian dishes. No, dish. there's actually, now I'm, like, questioning myself. There's two Norwegian dishes, and, oh, no, the bad one is Lutefisk. That's, like, a fish. Oh, yeah. That's the fish. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. I'm a big they both fan. Lutefisk. Lefse is the dessert, and it's basically, like, a, like, a, Crepe, or maybe slightly thicker than a crepe, with like you're saying crepe, and I'm already with like in. butter and sugar. Oh, it's very so simple. good. My so grandpa good. used to actually make like his cheap version mm -hmm. with just like flour tortilla. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> with butter and sugar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yep. she made a really good version that was actually like a pastry. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they unfortunately died when I was a little younger. Um, but they, they kind of were my nanny as well mm -hmm. uh they lived in a motorhome in our driveway when i was coming oh, up awesome. and took care of me in like my preschool age mm -hmm. and then um and my sister's four years older so she didn't really get to be around for that and then when she was in college she went to school in tacoma which was nearby and she like did laundry at their house so she kind of got like a later in life closeness with them that i got when i was young my grandpa on my mom's side is like this very affable, like large man who says things like, well, gunny sack magazine rack. And <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It's just like an exclamation of joy. <laughs> or, I don't know. He, he has a lot of little, he always would say that I was his favorite youngest granddaughter. <laughs> and my sister was his favorite middle granddaughter, mm -hmm. and our cousin was his favorite well, oldest granddaughter, and that's how Thank he got you. away with really, really having a bunch of favorites. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan and Geneva are a talented duo back there. <laughs> and he is still around, living in the uh, Bellingham area. Oh, that's cool. So you yeah. still have a grandparent. I do have a grandparent. And then my grandma on that side is also still around. Yeah. yeah, they're the, close, not too far, so... That's awesome. They're the Garbage Witch has a, a grandmother whom I love, mm -hmm. and who also has the exact same name as my grandma, Ooh. Gloria. Oh. And then her uh, partner is named Roger, which is my dad's name. Oh, So wow. I, like, already like them. And the fact that she invited me when we started dating to Salt Lake City, Utah, to, <laughs> to see uh, the Sundance Film Festival... It was like I love movies mm -hmm. and I love grandmas and and both of them are really thoughtful. They have fourteen cats. Something like that. Not hyperbole. They have 
Roger likes to adopt cats, mm. and he worked at a prison. Yeah. And the cats would just hang out, and now they share the cats with their Mormon um, backyard neighbors, mm. right? Yeah. Like some of the wild cats that are fed by both. I think they're all prison cats. Yeah. Oh, one of them is missing an eye. Yeah. 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 And he look like, um, you're kind of like you're like, oh wow, you own this house, and I'm afraid kind of to pet you, because you're like ancient creatures, mm-hmm. right. like gods, these cats, and yeah. it's really cool. Like that one, it felt like the prison, the prison itself made that cat. Yeah. Just out of prison. Yes. Frustration and mm-hmm. torment. Just a spirit in the air made this cat come into existence with one eye. Yeah, yeah. And Gloria tells a wonderful story about how her grandmother or her mother was saved by Christian science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had like a giant sort of tumor that was wrapped in like a thing that they removed and it was so big and it was it was just religion was around it and they took it out and... Yeah. Wow. She didn't die. They wow. said it had no vascular connection to the rest of the body, wow. that it somehow existed autonomously. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and if you ask her like questions about her background and like the Sundance originally and all this stuff, she'll tell you cool stories. If you don't, then we end up talking about finances, which is, I guess, what grandparents think about. Do you have to head out? No, I was just. Uh, I got this friend request. From, from a mustache dude and I was just making sure he wasn't, he wasn't a monster. A, a, right, totally. That's fair. And he's not a monster? And yeah, he seems nice. He I got a random request from this woman named Deanne Maven, I think, and I looked at her page and she does a podcast called The Tin Can Something or Other and I was like, you know what? She seems like a real person. Maybe she heard of me through one of the six or seven comedians that she's also friends with. But the first thing she did when she friended me after I said yes was to ask me to like the page of the guy who plays Larry from New Hearts. And what she doesn't know is I love that guy. <laughs> and I was like, yes, Deanne Maven. <laughs> I'm so excited. And he has a whole page dedicated. And there was like a, a reunion of him, Larry, and his other brother, Daryl, and Daryl and Daryl. Um, so it was really, really cool. I got it. Just me. Um, so, yeah. It, I don't know. I'm like, this is one bot that I'm excited friend of me. <laughs> but usually if it's like a, di- a dude with a mustache, I have to go through his whole page and make sure he's not horrible. Look at mutual friends. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of our friends just let people into their well, door. there's some red flags or flaggers that I'm like, nah. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. these comedians, some that I really endure. Mm-hmm. I went through a perch for a while. I'm like, if you're the type of person mm-hmm. that you know, adds everybody, then I'm just going to get rid of you. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's hard to tell. But these were, she had, like, David Mascaro, who does the Awkward Face podcast, she had Rebecca Waits, like, people I trust. Yeah. And I think they might have actually added her after me. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, she seems cool. Tin Can Podcast? I'm interested. I haven't listened to her podcast, but I might now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yes, bots, definitely. Um, so I was thinking we could close the podcast and let people know about where they can find uh, the Spider Grandpa stuff online. Well, so on America's birthday, mm-hmm. uh, I went to a, a barbecue. There you go. Oh, thank you. That had all this, their, their yard and stuff I was allergic to, and so I took a bunch of antihistamines. And I drew this scary mustache grandpa. 
I was thinking about it, and so then that midnight, I just let people know that I had drawn a scary mustache grandpa. They just gave us a whole bunch of money off. A B-Day anniversary we discount. We got a birthday anniversary discount on everything. Hmm. Maybe there's something we don't know. I don't know. Is it our birthday? But it also has a 42 at the table. Like this number, 42, which in like... 42 is the meaning of everything. That I know, and yeah. it makes me calm. But I, we also got a whole bunch of money up, so I'm very excited to give yeah. them a very big tip. <laughs> so, um, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I just let people know that I, I put this grandpa out for for you know for three dollars sent to me electronically. I would send them a personalized grandpa. I just want to see it's it's something I really just I like the experiment. I did a dirty joke. Which you yes. paid for mm-hmm. for two dollars. People would try, I'd still try to get the joke for free, but it's like <laughs> it's two goddamn dollars. <laughs> but so three dollars, and uh, over the course of three days, I guess since I posted it, I have made sixty dollars. By sorry, that's exciting to me. By by sending out ten personalized grandpas with very special personal messages. Uh, it's an interesting way. I think that when you make the only way to keep cool stuff happening is to support actively support the people that are doing weird shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just wanted to do that. So as far as like, uh, I will. I'm looking into a Patreon, uh, but I don't know if that's how I do it right now. Maybe there might be. I might start a Grandpa of the Month club because I draw a lot of grandpas. That grandpa, the, uh, the best way is to find my human name, uh, Emmett Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a website that's being re- rebuilt right now, EmmettMontgomery.com. You go to my Instagram, Emmett Montgomery. There is a fair amount of weird mustaches on there. I spent 100 days drawing faces on my hands, 100 days in a row. And now I draw. So, um, yeah. So that is kind of what what I do. Uh, I don't know. Find find. You're gonna find make me. one for us, right? The kind new to rank and garbage witch. Yes. I just paid you ten dollars for one. Can we have a galaxy background? You sure can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also paid you for the show because you should pay artists. Mm-hmm. You already paid me for the show. No, I paid you again then. Yes. So I will Doubly. refund. No, that. Don't, don't don't refund me. <laughs> oh. How did I pay you for the show? It looks like right there. Yeah. That's no, but that's not real. Oh, you're right. That's not real. You sure? Because yeah, I'm sure. She it's just better wrote. Oh. She just wrote, oh. pay fifty dollars. <laughs> because usually on Facebook, I, th- I usually thought I got the message. No. I was like, that's great. Usually, usually there's a cash thing that happens. Usually on Facebook, if I say something about oh. money, they try to get me to pay a person. So I said, pay fifty dollars, thinking that Facebook would would do what it normally does and like stalk me and then make me pay him. But now I have to go to a real thing. So maybe they're fixing their bullshit ways. So that's good. Um, so I just paid you $60. Oh, okay. But you should definitely pay people more than... Well, no, that is great. Now I am uh, at 11 grandpas at 70. That is nice. That's, uh, that's <laughs> 7 bucks a grandpa. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Much that, you asked for three, so yeah. that seems like a very good... Uh, it is so good. I can't wait to join the Grandpa of the Month Club. That's like what I'm, I'm in it for. It's just like... 
because I'm going to be going back to Canada and I'm not going to have Weird and Awesome every month mm-hmm. to go to but to like recharge, have. but I'll have a ideally a monthly scary grandpa saying nice things oh, so or I'm weird things. Maybe working on some, you know, <laughs> it could be a selection. Totally. Is that, are you going to make a splatter grandpa though? <laughs> no splatter grandpa. Maybe like a Jackson Pollock grandpa? So. Yeah. That could be splatter grandpa. It doesn't have to be creepy. Right. I mean, it is because it's a grandpa, but... Yeah. I just think... <laughs> I am so excited that y'all... You did the podcast, because, like, we have the person who, like, does Weird and Awesome and Magic Hat and, like, uh, the Clock Out Lounge thing every Wednesday here sitting at the table and, and Dan... Oops, sorry. Uh, Klondike Bar, <laughs> who does a show called Beyond the Tip, Up on the Hill, and... Remind me of your name because we've been said it the entire show. Georgia Sparks. Georgia Sparks. <laughs> Georgia Sparks. <laughs> who Georgia Sparks? Who in her, her other work besides what she does during the day? She is. I'm saying a producer because co-producer is not correct because you produce one of the shows. Yeah, I guess. So you're I'm a, producer a producer of the Moth uh, Story Slam in Seattle, and that is huge. And we just get to hang out together and mm-hmm. like. When we're not talking about stories, which mostly we do, every every grandpa stories. stories. Yeah, (laughs) we do stories. Um, We do other things, and we like get audience members out. And this, I don't know. I'm so, I'm like so sad to be leaving Seattle. Will you send me those names? I'll send the names so that I know what to write. I'll I'll send the names. I'm I'm sad to be leaving Seattle, and I'm like finally going back to a place that I've I've never been back to a place. And Mm -hmm. Elma, Ontario, is where we're moving. If the country will let um, my partner Garbage Witch in. I'm moving for sure with my kids and my children's father and we're going to be in this teeny tiny town that has the International Puppet Festival so you have to visit Emmett. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, uh, Spider Grandpa. You have to to visit. I'm really bad with pseudonyms. Um, You have to visit and there's also like the town hall that records the Christmas concerts at like CBC, that's our NPR and like just every window has a puppet face in it of the owner of the store because the woman who um, wrote and produced and like created Under the Umbrella Tree in Canada lives there. I got to like, she taught me to puppeteer in her basement and she's Canadian famous and so cool. And like it's just Is this incredible town. Regular famous. Yeah, because <laughs> if, if you don't make it in America, you're not America famous. So if you're That's Celine true. Dion, you're international. If you are uh, Noreen Young, we keep her, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't probably don't know who Noreen Young is. So you're 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 sending us your Justin Bieber's. I'm not sending him. <laughs> he came and on you're his Avril own. Lavigne's. I love Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah, I did. But yeah, no, I just feel and what like. What is this? Come on. We're all a skater boy. (laughs) Totally. She also did a cover of a song that was playing earlier that is one of my favorite songs by uh, Joan Jett, which I feel like the Garbage Witch has a very Joan Jett look. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's called uh, I Don't Care About My Bad Reputation, and I love that song so much. Yeah. It's also in Shrek. It's in Shrek, which my (laughs) my daughter called that out, but it is also the intro to Freaks and Geeks. Yes, it is. Also, the is this so good. Oh, that galaxy is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I just want to say thank you to you, Spider Grandpa, and Klondike Bar, and Georgia Sparks, and of course my co-host, uh, the Garbage Witch. You're welcome. Can I? Can I Gar- can yeah, can of I course, totally. Yeah. If Klondike Bar wants to um, 
set up some kind of endorsement deal uh-huh. based on the podcast. Yes. I can be PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's just my name, Dan Hurd. Well, I, Dan Hurwitz? Yeah. Just text. Is there an app thing? Or, yeah. I don't even know. At was, Dan Hurwitz? Yeah, I just PayPal. I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. PayPal. Yeah, at I, yeah Dan exactly. If you, I don't use it often. If you want to give money to a per- producer who's producing awesome things at Dan Hurwitz. Then just text the words, pay $50. <laughs> to... That's not how it works. You have to find the actual dollar payment thing. And if you want to find my friend Casey Rahm, who is Georgia Sparks, you can go to The Moth on the third Friday mm-hmm. of the month up in Capitol Hill. And you can put your name in a hat. Uh, you can volunteer for the moth because yes. then you get in for free. Always necessary. And you can still put your name in a hat. Mm-hmm. Wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia. <laughs> uh, you produce the Capitol Hill one or the, uh, the Capitol Hill one? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, and occasionally the Fremont one. Yeah, if we have to swap. That's the one by my house. Um, yes. You should be going. You should be going, totally. Or if... Uh, Yolanda, the other producer, gets an acting job, then sometimes I do both. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which is so nice to have a, co- yeah. a person to produce with. It is very lovely. Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, we don't have a sign-off thing. Sometimes the Garbage Witch says, fight capitalism or something anarchist. That was once, last time. Yeah, but they won't say it again because they just try not to repeat uh, themselves. Sandwich Master said that? Oh, yeah, Sandwich Master said Do you said like that. a Magic Hat style where we all collectively make a noise of some kind oh, oh totally oh yeah prompt. found stories tonight was very about the wolf howl yeah. oh. so we could thank you for listening to the kind new to break and the garbage which explore the world and share it with you episode nine is coming up and it's weird because we recorded it in the car in wyoming and I think we'd never intended to do that. It was always supposed to be in grocery stores and places. But you know what? Things change. And uh, things are about to get real weird. So stay tuned. There's still another 70 episodes.